If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Hey everyone, welcome back to another bonus episode of Games with Bill. Uh, I want to talk about the fu- uh, not Final Fantasy. I almost called it the Final Fantasy State of Play, just to show you where my head's at. But I want to talk about Sony's State of Play, which was part of Summer Game Fest. We did see the logo in the video. Um, and what I will say is, I, I'm obviously not going to cover everything that happened in it. They showed off some games that we're expecting this year and next year, uh, both on the PlayStation and on the PSVR 2. I won't hit everything, but I'll hit the the things that hit hardest, I think. Uh, I'm going to start with what they ended with, which was Final Fantasy 16. That's coming out in summer 2023. I'm looking forward to this game a lot. I was kind of ignoring it until I got my hands on a PlayStation. And now that I've got a PlayStation 5, I'm very much looking forward to this game, although the trailer leaves me conflicted. On one hand, boy, this game is pretty. On the other hand, things like uh, Sonic Frontiers, uh, but I'm going to try not to prejudge Final Fantasy 16, and uh, maybe this combat system will be awesome. I, I did enjoy the Final Fantasy 15 combat system. I just didn't like it as much as the more turn-based Final Fantasy 7 remake. Anyway, what do you guys think of the combat system in the state of play? Let me know on Twitter at RunJumpStomp so you can tell me all about it. Uh, They also said, as for development progress, I'm happy to to announce that the game is fully playable from start to finish, though from optimization to brush up, there is still a mountain of challenges to tackle as we head into our final push. Until then, please stay tuned. We'll do our best to keep you not uh, t- not to keep you waiting too long before our next update. Uh, the team under the direction of Hiroshi Takai has entered the final leg of development and is focusing on polishes as they continue their march toward launch. That was from uh, Mr. Yoshida. Uh, he said, "With the power of the PlayStation Five console behind us, we've we're looking to to take you on a seamless, story-driven white knuckle ride that will rival even the most thrilling roller coaster. So buckle up; the wait is almost over. And you know, huge surprise that game developer thinks that their game is great. So we will find out what happens uh, later on down the road. Speaking of 2023, uh, Resident Evil, we got some Capcom news to talk about. Resident Evil 4 Remake is coming in March 2023 to VR as well. So that's going to be part of um, PSVR 2, it looks like. Uh, And, you know, Resident Evil in VR, no thank you. I have a hard enough time playing those games. I really like the, the Resident Evil games. I have a hard time playing those games on a TV, putting a thing on my head and having somebody, you know, attack me. Ooh, I don't think so. No, thank you. Speaking of no, thank you. The Callisto protocol, uh, they showed this and my immediate, um, uh, reaction was, Oh, is this, 
the new Dead Space. And no, it's not. But it very much feels like Dead Space. That game looked really cool and scary. And I like, I like, you know, a new IP. That's super interesting to me. So Callisto Protocols was a standout for me. So was Roller. This one's hard to say. Roller Drome. That comes out August 18th. I really like the cell shaded art style. And that game is basically roller skates. Think of like SSX Tricky, where you're on a snowboard, but replace the snowboard with roller skates. And then you have, you know, pistols or guns in your hands. So you are doing like roller skating and getting combos with guns. It's crazy looking. And I really like the art style of that one. I think it looks fantastic. Uh, then they, they showed off Stray, which is that weird cat stealth game that comes out July 19th, which is almost here. Um, we, we mentioned Capcom a little bit ago with Resident Evil 4. I uh, also want to talk about Capcom with Street Fighter 6. They've got some new game modes. This is really weird. I got this from a uh, press release from from Capcom that they emailed me. They said, the Street Fighter franchise continues to hone its skills and redefine the fighting genre with the introduction, introduction of three new foundational modes, Fighting Ground, World Tour, and Battle Hub. Um, one of those feels like you are walking around in an open world. It's really weird. Also, they added in in-game commentating uh, this is really cool. There's real time commentary feature uh, feature incorporated the incorporating the voices of fighting game community commentators like Jeremy Lopez and Ryutaro Noda uh, directly into the game. So as you're playing the game, like imagine that you're watching a competition on uh, like a live competition of like pro level Street Fighter players fight, fighting against each other. And you get the people who are like the shoutcasters yelling about like, oh, my God, I can't believe you did the wombo combo or whatever that, you know, whatever it is that they say. That's really cool. I will probably turn that stuff off because I find shoutcasting to be th those guys are always at I, I was going to say 11, but I think they're always at about 13. And it's it's just a little too intense for me. So I would probably end up shutting that off. Uh, it also is supported in 13, speaking of 13, 13 different languages. Uh, I have to say, I'm spending a lot of time talking about Street Fighter VI as a guy who doesn't play fighting games very good, very much because I, I'm bad at them. Um, but this this is the reason why I'm spending so much time talking about Street Fighter VI. It's got a new control scheme. And they have the classical control type. Uh, it's back. But it's also alongside this new option. It's called the modern control type and allows players to jump into the action with simplified inputs. Special moves are easier to execute with this uh, scheme by combining one button press with a directional input. My biggest complaint about traditional fighting games is doing that whole quarter circle forward, X, quarter circle back, B, whatever weird button combos that you have to do in order to throw a fireball across the screen or whatever. I've never been a fan of that. I always found it very, very difficult, and it took me out of the game. And while I totally get that there's people who really, really like that, that's like their control scheme that they signed up for, I think there's a lot of people 
who are like me who won't play the game simply because of that. And a lot of those people, like me, will play games like Smash Brothers or uh, what's the new one? Multiverses, because it has a simplified control scheme. Well, it seems like Capcom is saying we don't want to alienate that segment of the audience. So we're going to bring those people in. Now, will it turn out that the simplified control scheme is superior? Will traditionalists be angry about it? Will traditionalists still mop the floor with you if you're using the traditional control scheme? All of that remains to be seen, but it's very interesting to me. And uh, it, it means that I am going to give Street Fighter VI a, a chance, where uh, as otherwise I would not have given it a chance. Uh, they also say that it introduces a drive system, a new gauge used to perform five distinct techniques to enhance a player's offensive or defensive capabilities, including impact, parry, art, rush, and reversal. So it seems like in order to keep the complexity of the game high... With this new control scheme, they are giving you um, mechanics, not mechanics, just, um, some kind of resource for you to manage. And to me, that is better than can you execute, uh, you know, a half circle forward, quarter circle down and a strong attack. I think that that is a better way to match people up than who has better dexterity with their thumbs or if you're on a joystick or like an arcade stick, their, their whole hands. Anyway, let me know what you guys think. Is this, does this make it you less likely to play street fighter six or more likely to, um, to play street fighter six for me, I'm actually interested in street fighter for the first time since the arcade, uh, or actually, well, I played it on my Nintendo switch back in the day, street fighter two, uh, whichever one I can't remember. Uh, but now I'm very interested and that's, that's more than I've been able to say, uh, about street fighter in a really long time. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms. When you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. By the way, everybody, this episode of Games with Bill is brought to you by On Deck. On this show, I tend to talk about the Steam Deck quite often because I'm a huge fan of the Steam Deck. But what you might not know is that I also have another podcast called On Deck. It is all about PC gaming and the Steam Deck. You can subscribe to it wherever you're listening to this right now. Uh, just type in On Deck and look for the blue um, the, the, the blue album art with the Steam Deck on it. And please subscribe to that show. I really do appreciate it. All right, let's get back to the show. I want to talk about um, some PS Plus games, or, or not PS Plus, some uh, PSVR 2 games, and that would be Resident Evil 8, The Walking Dead, Saints and Sinners, No Man's Sky, and Horizon Call of the Mountain. Now, of those games, two of them, 50% of those are horror games, and I don't know that I could play a horror game <laughs> in VR. I just don't think that I could handle it. I think it would just be too intense for me. And I would pay the money to play the game. I would play it once. I would take off the headset and I would say, I'm never doing that again. 
So uh, Resident Evil 8 and The Walking Dead Saints and Sinners, no thank you. I'm not going to be playing those in PSVR 2. Of course, we don't know when the PSVR 2 is coming out. We don't know how much it's going to cost. Uh, but I am very much interested in that now that I've got my PS5. Uh, but No Man's Sky and Horizon Call of the Mountain, those two games look very interesting to me. No Man's Sky is a game that had a an absolute horrendous launch. They way overpromised, they way underdelivered, and then they decided to put their nose to the grindstone and work their tails off to fix the game. And I still have yet to play No Man's Sky, but I have I have heard from many people that it paid off. They put the work in and they turned out to it turns out that they made a really good game. And No Man's Sky is like the perfect kind of game to play in VR. And I I think it's even available in VR on PC. I don't know because I don't have a VR system, but No Man's Sky it just looks perfect in VR and it's absolutely something that I want to check out if I do end up getting a PSVR 2. So that one's definitely interesting to me. And then there's Horizon Call of the Mountain. If you don't know what that is, uh, Horizon Zero Dawn was the original, like it was that open world game that came out right when Zelda uh, Breath of the Wild came out. So I I played it and I enjoyed it, but I didn't. it didn't hook me because I had just finished, when I started playing Horizon, I had just finished playing uh, my favorite open world game of all time. And so going to another open world game didn't make a lot of sense. It didn't hold my attention, and I ended up moving on from it. Then they had the sequel, which I can never remember the name of the sequel. You guys can, you're probably yelling it at your phones right now. Uh, But then that sequel came out right alongside Elden Ring. Now, I haven't played the new Horizon game, uh, although that's definitely something that's on my list. It's on my wish list of games that I want to play now that I've got my hands on a PS5. Um, I... It's def. I mean, the the world that they've built is incredibly interesting. Where you know it's in the future. There's giant robot monsters walking around, and you're fighting them with a bow and arrow. It's really cool, and you know your bow and arrow has like technology and stuff. That looks really cool. And but I I just cannot imagine how awesome it's going to be exploring that world. The the thing about the Horizon games that's so appealing to me is that world. In VR, in first person, where there's a giant robot dinosaur walking over your head or whatever, that seems incredibly cool. And so that is absolutely something that I want to pick up on uh, PSVR 2 if I get a PSVR 2. And that's it for PSVR 2. I want to wrap the show up with um, Spider-Man coming to PC. There was a tweet from, I don't know, like three years ago, maybe four years ago or something, however many years ago, from Insomniac, where they said Spider-Man is a permanent exclusive to PlayStation. Well, not anymore, because Spider-Man, and I guess the Miles Morales one is also coming, uh, those games are now coming to PC. I mean, we saw that Sony had said something along the lines of, we want to make sure that we're making a lot of money on PC games as well. They expect to make a lot of money on PC games as well. So porting the games that they have the rights to, to PC, makes financial sense for them. Of course, there will be Sony, what's the word I'm looking for, gatekeepers? There's Every, every gaming community has these gatekeepers. I feel like they are the lowest of the low. 
They're the people who only want you to play on a PlayStation or only want you to play on PC or only want you to play on Xbox or only on Nintendo or only however. It doesn't matter. Every single gaming community has these gatekeepers and they're super ridiculously lame. Don't be a gatekeeper. Uh, but I'm sure that the gatekeepers are all going to be super angry that Sony is releasing Spider-Man on PC. And they're all going to be m- making angry tweets and probably death threats because they're a bunch of spoiled little man babies. Uh, but that's beside the point. There's a lot of people who want to play the Spider-Man games. And they have been, as of yet, have been unable to because they don't have the hardware to play it on. Well, now... They're opening up Spider-Man to a new audience that otherwise would not be able to play that without spending $500 on a new system. Sure, you could go out and get a PlayStation 4, but I think if you were going to buy a PlayStation 4 at this point, you would already have one. Um, So going out and buying a new system is off like that's it's out of the question for some people. Some people just can't afford to buy a new system and and some people can't afford to buy a new system and they can't find one. So it makes perfect sense for these games to be ported to the PC. I'm not calling for Sony to port their games to Xbox, but I think it's awesome that they're bringing their games to PC. And honestly, the way I look at it, I want people to be able to play the games that they want to play in the places that they want to play, regardless of which choice they made, which box sits underneath their TV. That's how I've always felt about it. I've always been platform agnostic. You know, the theme of Games with Bill has always been video game discussions without the console wars. This isn't about console wars. This is about video games. And video games should be available all over the place. That makes it, that makes it better for everybody. Anyway, Spider-Man and Spider-Man Miles Morales are coming to PC. Um, interested in whether or not I'll play it on my Steam Deck? I don't know. I have access to it on my. I, I I'm I'm looking at the Blu-ray for Spider-Man Miles Morales right now. It's sitting on my desk, waiting me for waiting for me to finish up with Final Fantasy VII Remake so that I can check it out. Um, so will I play it on PC? Probably not because I'll already have played it. But not everybody has a PS5 and uh, or even a PS4. And I want everybody to be able to play the games that they want to play. So good on Sony, which you will not often hear me say. Good on Sony for making that happen. I think it's awesome. All right. The last thing that I want to add to the end of the show has nothing to do with the uh, state of play. And that is Sega announced the, what do they call it? The Mini Drive 2. Hold on, I gotta confirm my cookie choices on this website. Sega has announced the Mega Drive Mini 2. It comes with 50 pre-installed Sega CD and Sega Genesis games. Um, I'm not sure how I feel about this. I thought that we were kind of done with the little plastic miniature consoles that you hook up via HDMI. And while I I have the Genesis one, I have the Nintendo, I have the Super Nintendo. Um do I have any others? I have the PlayStation 1. Actually, I have multiple Super Nintendos. I, I've got a lot of these little mini consoles. And I think that they're really cool. But I really wish that they would sell... Instead of... it, Like, I wish that these things connected to the internet. And you could just pay money to upgrade 
your your old Genesis one to play these other uh, these other games that otherwise you wouldn't be able to play. Like instead of selling me another thing to hook up to my TV, just have that first thing have Wi-Fi and let me let me connect it to the internet and pay money for the DLC. That would be a better way to do it because now if I want to play this, I got to I got to go find a physical thing and then I have to unhook things from behind my TV to hook this up. I don't want to do that. Do you want to do that? It's supposed to launch in Japan on October 27th for about $75, which I think is a decent deal. Um it says here on uh video games 20 or vg247.com uh, a date for other regions has yet to be announced and more de- details will probably come at a later date. The first Sega Mini Drive, I'm sorry, Sega Mega Drive Mini came with 40 games installed. It also came with uh, controllers um, that were the worst controllers ever. It was the US three button layout for the Sega Genesis. And there were games that you did not want to play with the three button layout. Uh, this one, Looks like it comes with the six button layout, which was a really, really good controller layout. In my opinion, I, I was a fan of the Sega Genesis six button layout. Um, so like right there's a, a reason enough to upgrade, <laughs> but I don't, I don't know that I want to buy a, a, another piece of plastic. And, uh, will there be games that are on the, that are on this, that are not on the other one? And then games that are not on the original that, that are on the original that are not on this one. So now you got to have both of them. It would have just been better to let me do DLC. Anyway, maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I'm wrong. Let me know uh, in the uh, on on Twitter. I am at Run Jump Stomp, and that's go. That's it for this episode of Games with Bill. This bonus episode. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that you have a wonderful day and uh, stay awesome, everybody. Bye bye. <laughs>